Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Pack filler. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, home to every bad or dumb ass who's ever straddled a top two. You can be a part of the show on Facebook, Twitter, or dumb old email at info at packfiller.com. Listen while working, training, or just sitting and sipping a cold one. And now your hosts, Pat Bulger and Mark Hodgson. Hey, the season is just about here. The classics are going to be killer. The beer is cold. Screw it. I think I'll just be pack filler. <laughs> hey, boys and girls. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Pack Filler Podcast. Voted most likely to wander off topic by some of our friends. We'll get to that later in the Pack Filler Studio. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Hi, everybody. Wander off topic? How dare they? I know. How b- dare we actually not pay attention to what the hell we're doing? This is the most focused show on the interweb. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. No. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I was talking about knitting. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's is it knit one, pearl two, or is it pearl three? Because if you pearl three, it really comes out better. Always screw that up. And the studios, first of all, thank you to our sponsors, the Sufferfest. Again, Dave McQuillan just kicking my ass. And I think he's laughing his little maniacal giggle from Singapore, wherever he is. Uh, you're an evil bastard, Dave, and thank you for your videos. Always a treat, Dave. I just got to say, I've been outside for the last weekend, and I was actually somewhat saddened that I had not been able to watch your we- your your workouts because, no, I wasn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was, Screw you, I'm outside. I did a three-mile climb the other day and thought, this isn't so bad. You know what? Okay, we'll get to that. We're wandering off topic. Uh, Jamelli Coffee, thanks to Eric over Jamelli for our coffee, keeping it coming, keeping it going. Um, we're going to put up a link here pretty soon so you can buy that stuff. My understanding is it's delicious. It I just is. have tried to get a pound of coffee Every show. for the last 
two shows, and I've yet to see our Mark, filler blend. Mark, it has not been the last two shows. You, it has been the last four shows. You are a pathetic ass. <laughs> I would like. I, I'll. I even offered to pay for it. <laughs> Eric is a a close personal friend of mine, and he's the roaster there, and he set us up, and it's dialed in, and. Um, it's delicious. Oh, I'll bet it is. I have no doubt that it is. Our listeners, I would love to share it with everyone in my office. Our listeners are enjoying it. I understand that. <laughs> I I have yet to try it. I imagine it's a fantastic blend. It is. Because it's, it's Pat yummy. Bolger does have talent. I'm just saying. I don't make the coffee. Well, but you've always had input into the yeah. blends. Oh, you were okay. a coffee roaster and all okay. that stuff. So I have no doubt that it's a delicious blend, and I am a bit of a coffee snob. Yeah. However, I've yet to see said blend. It'll, okay, I'll make it happen. I, I think the before I the next su- show, I'll make I, it happen. I can sum it up because in, in two words, are you going to complain? Suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's Period. Ongoing professional relationship, everybody. <laughs> hey, um, I want to know. Okay, we're going to jump to this first. How is has you, you mentioned actually getting outside? For those of you who are in other parts of the country, other parts of the world. We have finally reached. We're getting to the point where it's actually nice to live in Spokane again. It was, yeah, no, it's really nice. Today. I finally got out last weekend. It was. It, we hit sixty today. Did we? I don't know if it was official, but my car temp said it was sixty, and that was outside. Well, I had sixty-six, and I oh. was in the sun. Oh, um, there's no way it was sixty-six. I, you'll have to excuse me. I'm a little sick this this week, so I'm a little cough syrupy, but um, and 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 congested. Yeah. But uh, everything else, I. Uh, I did make it out last weekend for about two and a half hours. Oh, you beat me. Yeah. I mean, not by my, it was really 220, but um, it's, I, I rounded up. And, uh, um, <laughs> <You got it. laughs> but yeah, I made it out, and I made it out Saturday. Do you go Saturday? I went out Sunday. I think Sunday was a better day. Saturday was, was a bit breezy. It was, it was chilly, but it was beautiful. I mean, it was nice to actually go out and not have the shoe covers on. Oh, I had shoe covers. Oh, Sunday I didn't. Sunday I ran. Oh, okay. And, well, I swam and ran. And you can't swim outside here. No. For for our listeners in Australia, trust me, you cannot swim outside here. No. It you would yeah, I mean as far as I mean you're you you'd become female. I exactly. Mean, your testicles, your would, testicles come, would come uh, they'd be in your shoulders. Yeah, they'd they be would like, retreat so I am badly. done. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. Forget it. I'm not coming back out. Game over. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, I went out. I went out. Sunday was the day to go. I oh. actually should have swapped my days, but I did swim and run on um, Sunday. So you're full bore. You're going for it. I am a little bit. I've missed a couple of days this week because I was sick. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I'm good. Um, I'm putting in. I, I don't know if I broke ten hours yet. I think I've been about eight to ten. Okay. So and, and I've been scheduled by my coach to do twelve, and I haven't hit that yet. So it's. I I really I kind of feel like I'm. I'm not doing what I should be doing, but I've had good reasons with the new baby and everything no, else. So it's no, like, we're not buying the baby thing anymore. You've had two weeks, man. You've settled in. I'm Come trying. on. Sack up. <laughs> I'm trying. There's just times really like the, my, my master swims. Like my swimming has not suffered as much as I thought it would, um, but I still swim on my own. I'm not as prone to go at 830 to 10 in the evening because yeah. that's time that I can literally see my child. And, I really like that. Yeah. Well. So aside from that, but I've still been worse. swimming. It's just, I, I think I've my hours have suffered a little bit over the last three weeks. But I've really put in, I've put in honest eight to ten every week. 
Okay. You so my overall fit, but my overall fitness is improved. But I don't think I'm in any danger of winning anything. So, but are you tr- are you specifically for anything? I mean, th- I think we talked triathlon. about that in the last show. Yeah, you are for triathlon, but do you have any specific gigs you're shooting for? Yes. I'm, well, my first race will be Snake River. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we did talk about That's, that. That's uh, April fifteenth. Okay. Oh yeah, and you guys are bailing on me on the Ronde. Well, that's I had to. I don't think I'm ready for that race anyway. That's a tough race. It's for the again for those of you out of the area, the Rendezvous Palouse. This is uh, yes, it has a name very similar to the classic. I know that I think they did that on purpose. Thanks a lot. Um, it is brutal. It has multiple sections of nasty boulder-sized gravel, and um, it is uh, it's. And then, then you've got rolling hills, and then you've got uh, – it's just – and then you've got to do it twice. It is one of the most epic – it's our local version of a classic. It's it's pretty good. I, I done it once and didn't make it through it. Um, that was the movie, too. I'm still yeah. trying to find that movie because I relaunched that for our listeners. No, it's a good race, but uh, it's a great race. actually run very, very well. Yeah. Um, Alan Jacob and all those guys are running that one. Absolutely worth worth the time. Yeah, I don't know. I've now found out that of of the uh, Arrive Pilgrim's Market, I'm going to say pack filler because our name's on the butt, um, team, you're going to Snake. Yes. I think Roger's going to Snake. Yep. And Chris can't sit upright. That's a problem. The guy has had so many back injuries, he's he's actually on the verge of – He's he mentioned the word epidural. Yeah, he did. Yeah, which my makes wife me had think, one. Yeah, which makes me think, oh shit, this yeah. is bad. She put a watermelon basic out of her hoo hoo, and um, <laughs> that is the technical term, hoo hoo, hoo hoo. And uh, <laughs> hopefully, she won't hear this show. But now that I've said that, um, well, I think I think that everybody knows that when somebody has a baby, there's a watermelon and a hoo hoo involved. Most most definitely, unless there's a stomach involved, and that's supposedly worse. Oh yeah, yeah. I think the recovery. Well, shit. This yeah, isn't okay. a show. That about goes. That, but but Chris has has yeah. had an epidural. So yeah, and I think I saw that. Yeah. I think that's to numb the back up because he's he's got such a bad back going right now. That's sad. Yeah, right. It's harsh. Oh yeah. Well, well, he'll be back. You know, Chris. Yeah. You know. So um. So that's it. And so I mean, that's our squad right that now. He's having a kid too. Yeah, June, June 9th, I believe, which is Emma's birthday. Speaking of watermelons no, no, and hoo No, no, his due date is June 10th, which is my birthday. Your birthday is June 10th? Yeah. Wow. It's my yeah. dad's birthday, too. Well, it's a good day. It is. Generally. Well, yeah. it's his, well, it's not Chris's birthday. It's Chris's daughter's birthday. Well. And I'm, I, yeah, shout out to Chris. Hopefully he's listening because he's probably laying down and has nothing better to do. But, uh, oh, yeah. he's my still daughter digging. is rather lonely, so if the playmates could get here rather quickly... <laughs> Um, Owen is a little advanced because he's nine, ten months old now. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just a little far ahead. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's like light years and baby details. I can Um, focus. I can actually see somebody hovering over my crib now. I am so far ahead of you. My kid can't see crap. No, they can't. They can't focus on anything. No, she can't see crap. Yeah. She's got a little cross-eyed glance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like... Bottle. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like me after a bottle. Yeah. Um, yeah, hey, 
helping I do, us. I do want to talk about, uh, okay, I've been training. I have been doing some. i finally getting outside. Uh, it's been nice. I did have a lull there, and I do have a lull right now, kind of basically because of the work situation, the real life creeping in again. Um, and I had that a lot of afternoons where I was able to get out and do something. But do you want to know something? No. I you don't? No, I don't want to know a okay. damn thing. Well, I'm done. You. End the show now. I have lost five pounds in the last ten days. Really? Yep. Impressive. You want to know how? Yeah. I read a book. Which book? Okay. I'm not plugging this guy, all right? And I don't want to be a bandwagon jumper or, uh, you know, somebody who's into the newest hype or something like that. My <laughs> My father was here. I'm not a pussy. My father was here last weekend, and his, and my father is a book junkie. Okay. And my father's not a pussy, so don't meow. I'm not saying I did not. I called you a pussy. He'd not kick your, your ass. He probably could. No, I probably not. couldn't. I don't think he could. But anyway, he made me purchase onto my Kindle this book called Wheat Belly. There is nothing that says badass like purchase onto my Kindle. What do you expect me to do? Kill a tree? <laughs> God. All right. It's open season, asshole. I bought this book called Wheat Belly. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. And I have since, being a good Catholic boy, oh. cut wheat out of my diet for Whoa. Lent. I have taken wheat out. Wheat. Wheat. There's not wheat in beer. Yeah, I'm afraid there is. No, there isn't. It is barley. I th- it is a different sure thing. There's wheat. But... There is not. If I'm drinking a wheat ale, it is wheat based. I think there's wheat. No. So let me finish. You quit raining on my fucking parade. Okay. Sorry, I swore. There. Now we're explicit. Ah, there we go. Um, and I and okay. I'm and by the way, I'm also doing it on the eighty twenty rule, which is. I understand that sometimes I'm going to go out to eat and there won't be any opportunities to avoid wheat. I'm going to go to somebody's house and they're going to make something and I don't want to shit on their parade and I'm going to I'm going to eat whatever they serve me if it's pasta, if it's something like that. So, but I have done my best to cut wheat out. And by the way, you have no idea how much wheat exists in so much stuff. I mean, soy sauce. Uh, I bought a box of rice the other day that has freaking wheat in it. But the premise of this book is that the wheat we are ingesting now into our bodies is not what it was 30 years ago, 50 years ago. It has now been so altered to handle drought, to handle extreme temperature floods and things like that, that it is now almost on the, basically on the barrier of a high fructose corn syrup that cannot be digested. It stores it directly to fat in usually the midriff section on humans. I have stopped eating wheat seven days ago and I have lost five pounds. Wow. Yeah. Now, mind you, I also think there could be a placebo effect involved so, because I'm not a doctor. There could be uh, the fact that I'm paying attention to what I'm eating so much that I'm eating healthier. There could be all kinds of stuff, but I don't know. So, folks, if you tried this one, I want to know what's going on. I want to know if this is something you're doing. It's basically turning myself into one of those gluten-free guys, which is why I say bandwagon. Because gluten is that thing that holds most breads that actually helps pasta retain its shape. That And, oh, my God, my wife, I have made her eat, uh, what's the bread? It's it's that fake bread. It's the, um, oh, come on, come on, uh, spelt bread. Oh, really? And it's, is it okay? No. 
Oh, sorry. No, it's 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 if you're comparing it to sandwich bread, no, it's not good. And and so, but I've done it and I've made it and so far so good. We'll have to see in the next show if it if the weight loss continues with training. So yeah, hard to say, but uh, my understanding is wheat. Um, the issue that I I'm a history major by trade and. One of the things that was interesting was the no. worst thing, really, what was yours? Oh, theater. <laughs> You're right. I'm the pussy. Um, but uh, <laughs> run with that one, Mr. Bull. No, I just had um, to meow but, uh, you in some way. Now I meowed you yeah. and you got me back. Yeah, yeah. aren't you a badass? God but, damn uh, it. Why did no, I pick a lawyer as a co-host? One of the funniest, <laughs> one of the funniest things I ever, I ever heard, and this is really going to bore most of our listeners, is that the French peasants, actually, <laughs> they know the worst thing that ever happened to them was with wheat, was they ate dark bread, and that was fine. And okay. the, the French peasants were great. It's a different wheat from no, then, What too. they did was they bleached the flour and took out all the good stuff and made, like, white cake and, and, and yummy stuff, like hostess, basically. Yeah. And... That literally made the the French peasants so malnourished that they were screwed for years because of that that lack of nutrition. So what you're saying makes absolute sense. Is I, I agree with you. Um, the wheat and also the way the wheat is processed because we take out all the gross stuff that we don't like to taste or feel with our tongue, and that okay. is what takes out a ton of the nutrition from the wheat. Yeah. Okay, and so I'm but, saying you're right. Okay, and I'm I'm it's freaking me out. I mean, I am finding um I am finding that this diet is actually it's freaking me out because I'm there are th- moments where I'm talking about things like uh the I mean the book at least talks about it talks about sleeping patterns, it talks about mood, it talks about all this kind of stuff and it's I don't I, I it's weird and it's working. No, it's true. Um, ben, I, I believe we have a caller. No, Ben's not on yet, but uh, Ben is trying to get onto us with Skype. And um, let me try and call Ben. Let's me see what's going on. Ben, ben Greenfield's a friend of ours. If uh, uh, Ben Greenfield Fitness, Ben Greenfield yep. Podcast, and um, give him a call. Yeah, we're going to Skype him. See what? See if he's got an opinion on this because probably, I think he would. Probably one of the most knowledgeable people I know on uh, as far as gluten and wheat and, and nutrition. Hands down. I believe he has a master's in, uh, I want to say, fitness. Oh. Or he's got a master's in physiology or something like that. And he is a whiz at nutrition. Greenfieldfitness.com podcast. Oh, we got Ben Go Greenfield Fitness. Down. We just plugged his name. podcast without even trying. Any other nice talking to you, Ben. Well, maybe we'll see if Ben can call back see or if something ben can like call that. Call us, try yeah, us. Yeah, because that's that's um, because I think he might have something to say on that. Week. He's a pretty fantastic triathlete too. I believe he's on Team Timex and yeah. one of um, our many friends on Team Timex. Odd, odd that three of the members of Team Timex are from Spokane. And we can say it: all hosting freaking podcasts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're and the only losers in this town who host a podcast. Apparently, we're not on Team Timex. No, but we'd like to be. No. If you guys want to give us a call, we'll be happy to be on Team yeah, Timex. We, we do need to shout out, and because those guys oh, yeah. did to us, I was planning on it later in the show. But we do need to shout out our friends over at the Endurance Hour. Oh, absolutely. Um, Roger Thompson, who has been on this show a multitude of times. If you followed this show in the past, Roger's been on it. Really, a friend of the show and almost a co-host. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, 
um, and our other friend Dave Erickson, who has also been on the show. So um, absolutely, they're doing this little giggity called the Endurance Hour podcast. I don't know if that's a little gig. I know that's a good gig. Yeah, I mean, they're putting out. They a just real... started a little bit ago, and they're taking off. They're doing like one episode a week. I believe their last episode they had Sister Madonna Booter. Yeah. Um, they've had some big guests. Great show, quality podcast, different from us. They don't drink beer. Sorry. They do. They did. You know, when I listened the other day and they actually mentioned us on the show, and this is one of the reasons why we're talking about them, um, Squid Pro Row, as you said the other day. Quid Pro I know. Squo. <laughs> but, uh, but they were mentioning, and I think Dave, one of his things were, they drink on the podcast. Absolutely. Like, and? It's, I, mean, what, what, I mean, it's kind of funny because. We drink. The, After the podcast, too. The worst part is, is like I've thought there's a couple of nights I've been coming to the podcast, like God, I got to get up tomorrow, and uh, <laughs> and it's like we really don't drink that much, but it's no. it's kind of like God, I'd rather not drink tonight. But the the podcast was born on beer. It and is. So yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, that's not changing. We've talked about it on the show, and I, you know, and we're not we're not team time X material. <laughs> The contract will not be coming no. this year, at least. Although, uh, although Lamprey might be hiring. Lamprey, <laughs> ah, Patrick, you finally come over. But they were the ones who I mentioned earlier that said we tend to wander off topic. God bless Roger's heart. He is kind of right. We do tend to wander off topic. But uh, oh yeah, well of course that's yeah that's part of our show. Yeah, check out our friends over at the the Endurance Hour, and of course check out Ben and Ben Greenfield Fitness, friend of ours, also. Um, but. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I will say that the Endurance Hour, it's a quality show. Yeah. If you're looking for Pat and Mark, probably not your show, but uh, absolutely talk about great guests and, and really good content. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're they're fun guys to listen to. I like them. So speaking of our episode, of this, of shows, I, I just want to say that something is apparently wrong. We are spreading like a virus because really? our last episode had more downloads of any episode since... The pack filler since since my days with spoke radio, really? Oh yeah, it was it went through the roof, and I want to know what what happened. Well, it I went was, there great. It's, was, it's been great. I went on a trip. I just want you to know, and I, I went on a trip, and there's these crossroads in Mississippi, <laughs> and <laughs> I met a man in a black suit with a guitar case. And I made this great deal. <laughs> And I'm just saying, um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to be forever, but this is going to be a successful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and now at night, your head becomes a flame and you ride the earth trying to wrong the rights. Yes. Right the wrong. Right. Shit. No, no, it's the other way. I yeah. mean, during the day, I'm a pretty good guy, but at night, oh, oh boy. Irony is that our beer we're having tonight is dead guy ale. Yeah, no, I really didn't make a deal with the devil, but we love Should've. our listeners, and thank you so much for tuning in. Absolutely, and thank you to um, the Out There magazine um, and our my my friend, John Snyder, and Erica Prince, who wrote the article. We had a nice interview, a nice plug in regards to the podcast and retards. It retards. Yeah, the shoe fits. Um, <laughs> you know, the, I was just about to say that the the article actually made me sound somewhat intelligent, and then I said that. But um, and you know, I do want to say that if you read the article, yes, I did say Hampton and Bauer, not Hampton and Bauer, about B O W E R in terms of Andy Hampton and Steve Bauer. Um, give Erica, don't bust her balls because you know she's 
doesn't have balls. But second of all, she she didn't know those names. She's she, not you know, she doesn't know the winner of the Giro way back when and Steve Bauer, you know, man, myth, legend from Canada. But um, it was a good interview and it was nice to talk to her. And, and uh, we, we spent a lot of time talking about stuff. That is on the show that the show is about and issues that you and I both feel very dearly about. And uh, it was good. It was a lot of fun to be with her and it was a great way to get the word of the podcast out. And a lot of people have been responding to that article. And I'm going to talk about that as we get going here. Great way, too. I got to give John Schneider some credit, too. He has proven to be pretty rock solid in his beliefs as far as. I, I believe he just got onto a traffic board with cyclists. Um, I, I forget his exact position, but as a politician, he's kind of put his money where his mouth is, and yeah. he's stayed on those those tracks, and he's actually a huge advocate for cyclists. So um, keep keep fighting the good fight, John. Absolutely. Um, like to see what you're doing out there. Yeah, it, absolutely. And and through in, in mentioning that article, I'm you know get some of the formal business out of the way. Um, I had talked at length in the show, and I was planning on on making it more of a show announcement, but things like that. But that is where this uh, – I've been talking about this for so long in the show, and it's about time to finally put it into action. My wife and I have, and a friend of ours have formed a nice little production company outside of this, and Mark's going to definitely be a part of it. Uh, 2G1D Events is the name of the company, and we've now actually decided that we're putting on a grand fondo in this city. Nice. Yeah, I've, nice. We've actually, uh, it's going to be simply called the Spokane Grand Fondo. We're putting on a series of trail runs starting in May on Wednesday nights in association with the Wednesday Night Mountain Bike Series. We're going to be doing trail runs along that, that in that area with them. So we will, at the same time, there will be a mountain bike race going on in one direction and a trail run going on in another loop, both finishing in the same stretch. Certainly not on the same trail, I'm hoping. No, but uh, but being Riverside State Park, the area we have here in Spokane, we have basically this old airstrip start-finish area, and there are so there's such a, a maze of trails going on in this direction. We're going to change the course every week, and the mountain bike place is going to mountain bike race is going to start at the same place, but go off in one direction. The trail run is going to go off in the other direction, and we're both going to finish in the same place. Eric from Milliseconds is going to be doing our chip timing, and we're going to be doing that eight Wednesdays in a row starting in May. You know, it's it's funny, though, because if you run them wrong, I mean, you really do have mountain bikers versus runners. And uh, Why do you have to rain on my parade? No, no, I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm going, you know, short term, I think the mountain the mountain bikers on that first hit – will do more damage, but I think the runners win in the end. Um, yes and no, because, well, it all depends on how fast the mountain biker's going. Exactly. Because if you're going up a hill, I think the runner could win. I think you put a shoulder into that, you're going to send that guy over. Yeah, but on a descent, you're looking at the power-to-weight ratio is far in the mountain biker's you know, advantage. I'm going to give you that, but it's like it's like a uh, it's like one of those herding dogs running against a bull. The dog can turn quicker. Like the runner, runner can turn quicker, and the bike needs more time to get around. Yeah, it's hard to say. I I, I just say, you know, um, it'll be an interesting experiment. I, I really hope to be a part of it. And I want to bring jousting into it eventually. Well, well why wouldn't you? Or at um, least throwing of objects. 
No, nah, throwing of objects really gives the advantage to the runner. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, it's right. kind of like trying to shoot from a horse. Well, I'm promoting the running part. I, I want to win. I understand that, but look at your roots. I mean, really, you can't do that. Well, I, I always said I only run when chased. That's why I'm going to help others run. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of letting the runners loose and then having the, the mountain bikers Just go anywhere. Down. No, no course. No, just chase them down and try to bag a runner. Kind of like that Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, very similar. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I, I think I want to be Dynamo, the fat guy in the diaper who is chasing down people. Oh, like shocker. that's different from Wednesdays. Oh God, you ass. Yeah, yeah. I, how do you, you know? I've lost this weight. I, don't you know I'm sensitive about this? Well, I mean, you really shouldn't. I mean, you shouldn't Jeez. videotape that and put it on the web if Jeez. you don't. Well, want to see it. I was in character. <laughs> We're also promoting an off-road duathlon with some friends of ours, which is going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Run, bike, run, all in the dirt. Ouch. And last but not least. Wait, when is that? Um, that will be in August. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, that hurts me thinking about it. Hot summer nights. Oh, I'm just like crying right now. Thinking Hot about that. August night. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to oh. be brilliant. Oh. And then finally. That's wrong. Mark, you and I have been talking about this on the show. I've been complaining about it quite ad nauseum. I want to introduce the 2G1D junior development program oh here we go uh it's gonna happen and we're doing it finally it is what it's going to be is it's going to be for area kids it's going to be something that they can come in i've been watching far too many of my son's uh training camps where he will go to a soccer training camp with training facilities um all those sorts of things i'm a certified coach we have enough certified coaches in our region that what we're going to do is we're going to develop this program for kids and it's going i'm i'm talking very seriously with a bike manufacturer right now i'm not going to mention their name until it's solidified in getting bikes to kids at a reasonable price um are the grand fondos our objective with the grand fondos to raise funds to pay for some of these things to get kids on bikes get them to learn it's not the hardest thing about this sport we've talked about this ad nauseum in cycling i can ride a bike great am i ready to race no. Do I understand the interest? Do I understand pace line riding? Do I understand traffic riding? Do I understand how to get into my freaking pedals? Drafting? Are you comfortable? Yeah. And I think I think there needs to be a big effort on this. And I've been talking to some of the people uh, with um, the Washington State Bicycling Association, and they want to get involved with it. And this is something that I think has been coming a long time. And so uh, in our Spokane area, uh, 2G1D is going to be the source for junior development. And I'm really excited about it. And I've, we've got a lot of enthusiasm behind it. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking about that. Do we have kids? We have kids. We're uh, So far, I'm melding my... Uh, you said four. No, uh, four kids. It's four kids. It is oh, okay. for them. Because it sounded like four, like you had four kids. Well, you have two. I have one. I know. I was making Roger's sure. Roger's got so. two, so that's that's five. That's four the seven is in there somewhere. With the three and the five. Okay, so it's four kids. There aren't four it is kids four kids. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. I want to make sure because yeah. the emphasis kind of came out. It is their, four It is kids. for them. It is theirs. Uh, so... You correct me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. Had a ride last, you know, at the beginning fall. of winter. Yeah, I, I, really at the beginning of winter. Um, mm-hmm. And in fall is it was is really a cold and really wet. Term. It was um, really cold and really wet. Very similar to when I took my steps under. I think it was post fall. Yeah. in twenty degree weather. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> shelve that parent of the year award one more year. Father but, uh, of the year. <laughs> no, no, next year. Um, but uh, 
so you took those kids and and it's spring and yeah. it's everybody should be itching to get outside they are and where are we at how many kids we got we still have um last check we still were looking at about 17 to 19 kids and just this is just this one school that i'm operating from okay and um when, when's our next ride? Well, we we actually have one scheduled for this weekend. Where are you going? There is a Fish Lake Trail ride that is Ooh. going to be heading out. You know, nice and easy. As I said earlier, the biggest biggest problem with a lot of this is, is you've got so many kids who want to become bike riders who don't have the bike. They're on a mountain bike. They're on a uh, flat bar touring bike. They're on a lot of those things. Now, yes, can we get started with that? Absolutely. Do we need some sort of a a deal with somebody who's willing to, I you know I don't I, get involved with this? And I've been I've been working with I you know I tried a couple and I found one and I'm again not going to mention the name, but uh, they are enthused about this. This is something they want to get behind, and uh, you know it, can we create a program where we can get bikes to kids for I'm I'm going to pick a number under a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars is a lot of money for a bike. Can we get a kid on a decent race ready bike for under a grand? I yes, think you can. I think we can too. Yeah, I think you can. And so, especially that's... you know, honestly, especially if it's used, what you do is buy a used bike that's not trashed. The wheel sets your biggest problem, and then clean it and throw new cables on it. So anyway, that's the point. And uh, what I also want to get to establish is if any of you guys out there or girls out there have. Your 1980s bike that is sitting in your basement collecting dust. What's wrong with the 2005? Or anything. Yeah. It's a seven-year-old bike. Get rid of it. Yeah. Give it to us. We will tune it up. We will put it on a kid. I want to have bikes on available for kids, but I want to have it on specific criteria. A kid's got to be going to school every day. A kid's got to be uh, working on improving in their grades because it's about the sport is about discipline. The sport is about effort, but the sport is also about bettering yourself as a person. So I think you know, kids got to kids got to shine it as much as they possibly can and show that commitment. Correct me if I'm wrong though. I mean, you were a cyclist, I was a cyclist yeah. in high school and did your grades really suffer because of cycling? No, but uh, absolutely not. But what I'm saying is if if there's a kid who's not doing well in school who's a part of this program, we're not going to give you a bike until you show that you're willing to make the commitment all around. But I agree, but I mean, all I'm saying is is you know, I mean, just something to think about if you're a kid out there listening to the show, which I'm sure there's at least one of you. And uh, Going a little shitbird. Yeah, but let's just say there is. I mean, all I know is, is my grades actually went up after cycling. Yeah. My grades, because I had to structure my time. So, I mean, when I, did, when I had nothing, I did nothing. Yeah. Well, and no, okay. So I I didn't expect to go this long on this this junior development program. This important. is something I want to talk about, and I think it's going to be consistent throughout the uh, the life of the of this program. Oh, I, I agree totally. And the thing is, is when you get into these junior development programs, you're going to find that we are looking at a different generation, but people are the same. And I think kids love bikes. I mean, even my stepson. Once he got the bike down, I mean, he, you, you'd have sworn I was marching him off to dig ditches the first three <laughs> weeks we rode the bike. I mean, and now that's all he wants to do. I mean, that's, I mean, that's all he wants to do, and he loves it. And the further he goes, the prouder he is. Yeah, I was speaking to a friend of mine just two days ago who actually puts on a series of kids' races in the city. Can we name that person? 
Yeah. You can. I don't know. No, but anyway. Okay. A series of kids races. Yeah. A series of kids races. And um, we'll talk about those as, as things get going. 175 kids are participating in this race. Ready to go. Kids are having a great time. They look at this person and say, now what? Exactly. Well, um, we get you involved in a junior program. Where is it? Well, we don't have one. Well, it's not there. I mean, and that's the the funny thing is, is kids love bikes. Absolutely. It's weird. And so I think, uh, you know, and this is something that I, God, I know I'm qualified for. So uh, it's, it's, it's time to do it. And I think we're going to do it. And my lovely wife, Michelle, who has been on the show once where she made fun of Gogolski. Yeah. Sorry, Todd. Yeah. Sorry, Todd. But um, she's involved, and another friend of ours is is also heavily involved. I, I I've talked to her. I think she's okay with being named. Jill Limbeck is also sure. hence the name Two G One D. It's two girls and one. We were going to go with two girls and one guy, but it would be Two G One G. And so Jill looked at me and said, "You're a dude." And so I'm like the the main character on the Big Lebowski now. Apparently, you're like a good threesome. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, let's just call it what it is. Are all threesomes good? No. Are you kidding me? Two really? dudes, one girl. Oh, that's right. You work it through. Work it through in your head. And I don't want to because that's gross. Yeah. Sorry for all of our junior listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah well, apparently, I we're going to lose the explicit rating now. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> apparently, I mean, for all of our junior listeners who know what a good threesome is, <laughs> um, thank you. That's a, thank you. Oh. Your parents taught you well. <laughs> gross. <laughs> <laughs> There was a day when I used to edit these podcasts, boys and girls. Now we just roll. We and... just run with it, baby. <laughs> Can we call it a tricycle? Oh, well, yeah, sort of. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, you were almost on a bicycle, and that's just wrong. <laughs> oh, so sorry for all of our listeners who wanted to talk about cycling and yeah. other stuff. I mean, let's talk. I mean, you know, realistically, Pat's at least doing something. And, and here's something to our, our listeners and other. If you're in San Jose, if you are in anywhere, Seattle, Washington, wherever you are, Pat's doing something. Pat has a junior program that at least he started and at least he's talked to someone about. Why don't you do something? You've got a community. You've got children there. Use it. If you love your sport, promote your sport. Absolutely. If you're our age and you're going into your 40s, which is what I'm doing, if you're in your 40s, which is what Pat's definitely doing. You're not 40 yet? No, I'm not 40 till June. 
Um, if you're, I know I look like I'm 50, Son of but, a uh, bitch. no, I, I hit 40 this year. That was the whole thing with the, with the Uribe thing was I could never race with you guys cause I was yeah. young Yeah, and it was that way. Oh, and by the way, that was a real treat when you guys were all in your twenties, um, <laughs> just letting you know. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, what I'd say is Pat's doing something. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I guess I throw that gauntlet out and if, uh, if you want to do something, why don't you collaborate with us? Because yeah. uh, we'll do something with you. I'll share. I would. I'm more than happy. You know, yes, there are some costs involved with all this kind of stuff. You know, if I'm going to be training these kids, there's going to be things. There's if there, I would. I would. I dream of a workout facility where you could set up all this thing and make these kids, give them a place to go, give them a place to learn uh, bike mechanics, give them a place to learn nutrition, uh, proper training techniques. Let's let's stop for a second though. Yeah. Because what pisses me off about this whole equation is. Money is not the issue, guys, and you all know it. We all it's know that part money, of the issue. No, it's not. I mean, money is the issue, and yeah, training, training, and bikes and everything. If you are a low-income kid, yes, money is an issue. But for people who are listening to this podcast, and for people who are in the cycling community, odds are money is not an issue, and money will not stop you from training a kid. The issue is getting money for enough kids. Do you have the time and energy to go get that money? Yeah. The, it is not that there is not money available. I do not believe that. I do not think that is a true statement. The issue is do you have the will to go get it? If you don't, don't start. Okay? Please sit on your couch and watch Will and Grace reruns. <laughs> we don't give a shit. Okay? But if you want this to happen, if it value, if it's a value to you, then go do it. But I, I'm sorry, Pat. I didn't mean to go off on a rant there. No. Money is not an issue. It isn't, but no, I agree with you. It it's isn't, will. but it it isn't, but yeah. If you there, the, I think it's out there, and I think there's a way to make that make it happen, and there, and that's what I'm going to hopefully strive and do. And I'm, God damn it, I'm going to need your help, and I'm going to need a lot of people's help. And well, I, I think this is something that is far too long. I talked in the article in the interview about cycling becoming a sport for rich white males, and I'm I don't think that we we've, we've said many times. You coined the phrase. That's not what this sport was founded upon. I w- I'm right. I don't think you need to pay eight grand for a bike. I think you do. No, you I'm don't. sorry. No, I disagree. What? I think, no, I think you do. Those You're on crack. No, I'm not. When, when we were racing and when we were sponsored, we got really cool bikes because we were sponsored and we got stuff at cost. And we got to go out and race the best crap available and everybody else paid more. You know what? I mean, that's fine. If you're a bike shop and you can sell an $8,000 bike, by God, do it. Yes, I'm agreeing and with you on that. But I don't... that rich old man. Yes, but I'm saying a kid doesn't need to have that. I think the, I think the, I think the sport and I think the industry has gone to this elitist state where everything is so expensive. A beginning kid's bike should not cost eight, nine hundred dollars. Well, that's because that is what the market will bear. There is no racing apparatus. Yeah. There's no alternative. What are they supposed to do? They're going to ring every nickel they can out of you. Yeah. Well, great. If you're a shop, that's how you stay in business. Local bike shops are part of what we're talking about as far as the working class sport is you went and bought stuff because you were sponsored. But how can a person get involved and get to the state where they're going to be buying those more expensive bikes? There's no beginning mark. It doesn't exist at this point, but that's my point. That's my point. Well, I agree, but... I, it was my that point you first. You can't have. Well, okay, it was my point second, and I win. Nuh-uh. Um, n- huh? And uh, <laughs> um, my point. My point is that 
yes, there should be an elite level of bikes that that is the ultimate thing, just like skiing. It's just like skiing where you go and you, you look at that. Oh, those are the, those are the, the XR 32 XR ass blasters. And, and those will just, if I get those, my life is complete. That is part of the sport, and that is part of cycling, is that, that gear evolves. Yes, but there isn't that entry-level racing-ready bike yet. But there, but you see, what you're looking at is what clubs were able to provide when we were racing in Spokane, which was a unique community in the cycling world, which is why Spokane... Look at... I mean, honestly, why does Spokane have three riders on Timex? Because the community would support it. Yeah. I mean, oh, really? You know, Ben doesn't. Doesn't doesn't have three riders from Timex. Yeah, and Bend is way more progressive. Oh, I thought Boise. you said Ben, as in Ben Greenfield, no, who Bend. tried to call us again, and I I keep I have the thing. Ben, on mute, shout so. out to you. But Bend, yeah. Oregon doesn't have it, and they're way more progressive than Spokane in theory by by reputation. Boise doesn't have three riders on Timex, and and it's it's because I think there's a community here that supports people and and actually you know supports endurance sports. The idea behind a racing community that is nationwide or international begins with people like us that are willing to go the distance. And I'm sorry. I mean, it takes effort from adults and parents. Yeah. No, I agree. And and that's the biggest problem. I'm going to get Ben on the line here again. Well, he See tried to get try. on. He's tried twice. And and I think Ben deserves to be on the show. Here he goes. Come We're on, ringing right now. Come ben. on, baby. Come on, baby. This will be our first live caller. No. I love the ringing. It's so fake. He's. We're gonna get his freaking voicemail again. Hi, you've reached. What the? the come on. So, but uh, no, we got off track, didn't we? Because I kept looking at my monitor and seeing the fact that Ben was trying to call. We were on a good tangent. Yeah. I. I well, hold on a sec. Let me see if I've got Ben's phone number here. No, I got him. We'll call him. I got try him. The other one. I'll try that one. I mean, this is this is technology at its greatest, boys and girls. Oh, now we're on a phone line. That's baby. a phone phone. Yeah. You can hear that. This is Ben Greenfield with Ben Greenfield. We hate you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some really cool official voicemail messages, Ben. Oh, ben has a great voice. He does. He does. And I'm gonna try one last time, and then I'm gonna just say f it. But but thank you, Ben, for calling. Yeah, absolutely. We're getting people call in, and I I'm not paying close enough attention to the uh, to the monitor here, sitting right in front of me. No, we're not going to hear from him. No, we're not going to hear from him. So anywho, um, so that's what we're striving for, and I think I want to find I want to find an entry level, race ready bike. I think you're wrong. Bullshit. No, I think you're wrong. How and can I be wrong? How can I be wrong? How can I be wrong bike, when you've got... It's a rider. I mean, honestly, to get an entry-level base model, I mean, I just want a kid to roll up to the starting line. Exactly. If they are on a mountain bike, they can't do it. I agree, but you look at... I, I think Chris Lucas is a perfect example of a three-rancho. You know... San-rancho. San-rancho. Okay. Oh, 
Why did I say three wrenches? Because it's such got a three. Loser. It's got three. Your arguments it? have just been thrown out the window. Because I was thinking you said triple three T wrencho. stem. No, I was thinking triple T stem and a, and a sun wrench. Whatever. Okay, but it's jackass. But uh, I, no, I think there are bikes out there, and I think there are ones that have been around for a while that that kids can get on. But if I don't have access to uh, Bill, who once upon a time was a racer, now is on a very nice high end road bike, who has a bike available. Um, if I don't have access to that bike, I got to get the kid on something. I don't disagree, but what I'm saying is, show me the kid who wants to show up to the Twilight Series Tuesday night, and let's try and make that happen. Can we do that? Spokane, Mark Hodson, Pat Bulger, between the two of us, between you and me, if there's a kid who says, I want to race Tuesday night, and I don't have a bike, and he shows up on his huffy one-speed, and I can't get him a bike, I suck, Okay. I mean, that's just my own no, opinion. No, you don't suck. That's reality. No, it's not because I can get him on a bike. I'll bet I can get him on a bike unless he's like 5'1". I mean, it might be a little tough. But, I mean, aside from that, I'll bet I could get that kid on a bike. If I have a kid who says, Mark, I want to race Tuesday night, and I have at least two weeks' notice, I'll bet I can get that kid on a bike. I, I'll, I'll throw it down right now, once again, in front of our tens of listeners. Um, we have buttloads of listeners. I know, but I, I always say that in front I know. of our listeners. I will say that if that if you show me a kid who wants to race Tuesday night and get his ass beat, I will will make it happen. And 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 you know what? I'll even do it without putting any any of my money in. That's the point. Of I'll the bet I can get program. it. I'll bet I can get it without without cheating. <laughs> Without blindly beating, knocking yeah. over a kid, <laughs> no. I'll bet it I can. Get, hey, well, I mean, hey, without just hey, going kid, out, come here. yeah, yeah, without, without like going out and just buying a bike. Yeah. I'll bet I can get that kid on a bike, and I'll bet I can get that kid to the race, and I'll bet he can get his butt kicked on great equipment. He sh- yeah, but okay. shoes might be a problem. Shoes, helmets, shoes jersey, shorts, helmets, helmets should never be a problem if they're I, in a program I agree. to start with. I agree. But what I'm saying is this: there needs to be a community for this kind of thing to happen, and this is what we're this is what we're going to do. Um, I am, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But but I but I guess I throw that out there, not really to I, I do it to prod you and to, to poke you. But I also Don't do poke it to, me. But I also do it to prod our listeners that am I wrong? Am I really that wrong that we can't find kids who want to race? There's no. I know that, we can find kids who want to race. Nobody who wants to go fast out there. Oh, and by the way, we're powerless. I know we can. Them. No, no, I, that's. I never said that. But what but I said that is, is the alternative. That there is there is a very heavy anchor in the equation. And it is equipment. If I want to get a kid to run cross country, I can put some shoes on him and get him out there immediately. If I want to get a kid to be a bike racer, I I gotta have a race ready bike. I can't throw a kid out there on a touring bike. The as harder, I've said before, I would I would posit that the harder hurdle today is to get a kid that wants to be a bike racer that has the patience. They they are out there and they are willing. We've got to find them and embrace them when they're there. And and kids love bikes. I mean, embrace that first. If you put on a bike rodeo at a junior high or something like that, and kids come out and ride a bike, that's cool. But yeah. you're, I mean, the racing aspect, yeah, maybe it'll show up, maybe it won't. But all I got to say is if we sit there and make excuses because it's too much money to equip kids, then guess what? The sport's over. It's done. Is it? If we can, if we as adults sit there and say it's too expensive, it's done. Okay. If we, I, yeah. if we believe, no, that we I are agree powerless, with you. And this is done. why, this is why I'm doing this because I think, 
I, I've found some sources for some things. I think there are fundraising opportunities. I think there are things, a lot of programs that you can do it and you can create the environment. Of course, parents have to get involved. They have to be, they have to buy into it a hundred percent. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've took this, I've taken the stance on this show for since day one that yep. you can get you nickel have. and dimed to freaking death. You have. It's not fair. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you look at what tire glue costs, I mean, and, I'm looking and, and at most people are going tire glue. I'm looking um, at, but <laughs> no, I'll look at shoes. I'll look at a pair of, you know, CDs It's regular CDs. You're spending a good amount of money. You want a pair of shorts? Well, okay. We got a club order going out. You need two pair of shorts and two jerseys probably to get started. You need a helmet. You need eyewear. You need uh, gloves. You need a bike. You need, oh, you blew a tire. That's 15 bucks. You know, all this stuff. It's very expensive. Well, I think the expensive part would actually be a kid who did more than one race. Um, because as you know, I mean, I've literally had, I mean, I've had a teammate, I believe Chris Lucas remembers this. He gave me a Dura-Ace derailleur. He ran into my rear derailleur in the middle of a race. Boom. I mean, you know, and that's done. I mean, yeah. that's a hundred bucks in 1988. Yeah. It's not you know, a lot more than that. No. You know, it's, that's a hundred bucks gone, you know, in the middle of a race. That was a big deal back then, and and I remember he still he went and went to great lengths to get me a Durace derailleur. Thanks, you know, Chris. Yeah, by the way, and but I still remember those types of things that you know when you have top end equipment and it gets hurt. Yes, when you're racing, racing is extremely difficult on equipment. That's actually the difficult part. And shoes, I I I have to admit, shoes would be the difficult part in this equation because I can give a kid a bike and get the bike back and odds are most of it's going to be okay even yeah. if it's wrecked even even if the frame's bent i can get parts off of it and everything else the problem is those shoes are his yeah or hers i mean those shoes are that kid's shoes i mean they break into the kid's foot they're they're an integral part of their sport. Well, you've the got shoes sizes. You've got all this kind of stuff. I mean, the shoes know, are gone. Yeah, yeah. And so that—that's actually why I say, yeah, helmet. You might even get the helmet back, but do you want it? And uh, so, are you equating this to actually? Okay, the first race is one thing. I can get you the first race. Yeah. After the sec, after the first race, it becomes difficult. I think it becomes difficult if you're looking at a competitive racer. I think once you get into the first first 10 or first 20 races are pretty easy. I mean, as you know, you can race once a week. You can race three times a week. Yeah. You can, you go to a stage race, you'll race six times a week. Even, you know, I remember, uh, what was it? It was Casper was seven races in five days. Yeah. You know, I mean, you race a lot. I mean, when you race, you race a lot. And, and so the number of times you roll up to a start line Every time's new. Every time's a chance for crashes. Every time, I mean, that's what makes you're going to crash. Awesome, though. Yeah. But well, you're going to crash. You're going to get tired. You're going to throw your bike in the back of a car. You're going to things happen. And God forbid you ride a training ride in between. Um, <laughs> you know, there's there's things that are going to happen with this sport. So I, I guess yes, there is an en an enduring commitment, but. These riders also will have to make a commitment both financially and um, emotionally to the sport. And don't tell me that there is one racer that I know that didn't show up to the start line because of financial considerations that we knew. And there were not always rich kids when we raced. There always are those type of people. There were rich kids. I was one of them. But, well, there are both, though. But, there but are there both. were working-class kids that duct-taped their bikes and kicked ass when we were racing. Yeah, and who had... A parent group 
a organization, somebody who was making that happen for them. And what I'm saying is that in, in you know, I'm speaking about our community, maybe not about some of the other communities that has slipped away in in our community. There is not, I mean, until hopefully, dun, 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 that's me feeling like a superhero or something. Um, then to, prove it. But yeah. um, but my issue, I, I think, two of the people, and I I I, I hope. I, I'm saying this. I'm saying this with reverence and admiration. Yeah. Lynn Pilant and uh, Scott McSpadden. Scott McSpadden. Good these friends of ours. Two, these are two people, hopefully friends of the show, yeah. friends of Ariba, certainly. And these are two kids that grew up, I think, with pretty working class families, and they made it happen. Both great writers. Lynn, I believe, won state a couple of years ago as a master's. I believe Scott was a fantastic writer, even raced in Europe. You know, they made their yeah. dreams happen, and they were elite riders, did very well with what they had. And and money money was an issue, I'm certain, for them. Um, but money didn't stop them. And so you had a commitment from riders like Lynn and Scott and that, that they would do the work, and they would make it happen if the money was short. They made it happen. And they also had the support system available to them. Parents, absolutely. Well, through Arrive, yeah, too, and yeah. parents. Their yeah. parents were very involved. I mean, I can't say enough about their parents. Incredibly Great involved. people. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is there's a commitment by the kids, too. Yeah. Oh, you have to buy into it. And that's where I'm talking about that whole grade thing about the, the you know, you got to buy into it. I'm not going to just roll a bike to you and say, hey, keep it. And then you show up to one race and you're gone. There's no keep it. There's no. no keep anything. I want yeah. the shoes back. I'll burn them. <laughs> There's no keep it. <laughs> keep it? <laughs> Refund. Refund. <laughs> nice. Breaking away reference. Refund. 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 <laughs> so I don't think this junior issue will be over for some time. It's a great topic, though, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, go out and make it happen. And if you do, tell us how you did it. Please do. Share it. And I think we should create some sort of a network of this. Because, you know what? A lot of us are old farts who have been doing it since we were young. Or you might be new to the sport. But you know what? Wait, I'm, I'm not even 40 yet. Doing it while we're young. Yeah. Screw you. Um, but we've got this. No, I'm just saying. I've been, I've been cycling competitively since I was 12. 15 for me. I am 42. So I've been racing competitively for 30 years. Yeah, that's that's a hell of a lot. Um, I think maybe there comes a time. I've got to just get a voice pad and just start playing stuff in the background. So whenever you make a meow, I can just hit, hit the sound with that. effect button. But I think there comes a time when you maybe, thank you, sport, maybe I should give a little bit back. And that's that's what I'm trying to do. So we'll see. 2G1DEvents.com is the name of the website. That is a a shameless self-plug. Absolutely. And you know what, though? I can guarantee there will be events. They might be good. Um, Shut up. up. I'll be there. (laughs) My wife's going to totally kick you in the nuts. I'll be there. And she's going to laugh like a school child when she does it. Trail runs start May 18th at Riverside State Park. The, uh, let me scroll. Wear orange. (laughs) Yeah, that'll make it fun, baby. Uh, the, uh, the, the duathlon scheduled for August 18th and the Spokane Grand Fondo. You heard it here first, September 23rd. Woohoo! 
So those are going to be a lot of fun. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. You missed one. What? Founders Day. That I was waiting for you to mention. Uh, third weekend in June this year, and we are coming on up to it. We will have the website. I actually paid to have a website built this year. We'll have the website up by the end of this week, which is tomorrow, I believe. Giggity. It's ready to go. You'll be able to register. The Founders Day Triathlon, it will be the... 454th running of the Founders Day Triathlon. <laughs> Give or take a few years. Do the math yourself. But uh, honestly, last year we had really bad weather. So this year we'll have really good weather. But we had awesome people, awesome participation. And I've already got three registrations this week. And so it's open. We're going. People no, I are, mean open registration. Bring it. Yeah, it's ready to go. It's... Uh, once again, we're we're marketing it to the tri clubs and everything else. All that should be going, and we should have a great race. I that was so much fun last year. It's the community is so behind it. It's such a cool little area in which to do that. But it's not. I mean, it's Medical Lake. It's you, you get in your car and you're eight minutes from downtown Spokane. I it's, mean, it's literally it's unreal. Awesome. It's it's really cool. It's it's, it's a lot like of fun. small town fun. This year, I may try for a beer garden. Um, we'll see. Mm. But like either it. way, Founders Day, going for it, and, and we're, we're, we're hitting it hard. All right. Do we want to even bother with our topic that we were going to talk about some of those things here for a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah, we do. Okay, because we got time. We got time. I don't think there's a specific time requirement upon this show. The barking you're hearing in the background is our new little house guest, uh, uh, Keely, and I just don't even want to get started on that. We've got my wife and I, and Mark, you know about this one. My wife and I have a big dog a big and don't judge me because i'm going to say it's a standard poodle it's a big dog and we don't have him cut like best in show or any of those wussy crap okay we've got a big dog big black standard poodle he's awesome and my folks are gone in italy right now yeah i'll pause for what yeah they're uh they 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 get to do this they get to go enjoy themselves like that that's the beauty of 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 their lives and retirement um so they they loaned us in other words we're taking care of it their dog for about the next two three months keely is a mini me version of our dog and it's kind of funny when michelle's walking down the street with this kind of a before and after look of the two dogs it's kind of funny but I digress. Yes, Loaded you most do. likely to wander off topic. Oh, yes. Our topic that we were going to jump to, I mean, it's kind of a quick topic, but it is it is about your ailment and what you're dealing with right now. A little bit. I've been uh, following a program and following it fairly well with a few hiccups due to childbirth um, and new child syndrome, which means I there's been a couple nights I've just stayed home and not been able to go train. But yeah. been putting in about eight to ten hours a week. Me too. Really? I mean the first part. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you had a baby? No. Oh, I just you. haven't been training like oh. I want. Well, I, I either way, I've been do, I've been doing pretty good. Keep track of it on Training Peaks. Pretty good uh, website. Yeah. Works well. Um, but uh, I did get a small cold this week, and so I thought training while sick. Can you? Um, so that that was really the issue that I wanted to bring up was when can you train? while you're sick, what are the things that you should stop? Because it's kind of along the lines of our overtraining segment, but it's something that every athlete deals with when you're actually trying to follow a program and then, oh yeah, the inevitable happens. You touched the wrong doorknob. Yeah. Or your kid comes home from school, which is a gigantic Petri dish, or you work 
at a school, which is even worse. Or you work in a courtroom. Oh, God. I mean, people think schools are bad. Literally, here's the funny thing was, when I got sick, um, I was writing an order um, for the court, and they said, well, you draft the order right now, Mr. Oz. And I said, oh, of course. And <laughs> the other lawyer, I watched him literally cough. I mean, just oh. all over the order. I mean, just all over it. And so, like, I took the order in, told the judge even, I said, and, like, the judge and I even, we pulled out hand sanitizer from chambers and and washed up. And I'm like, I'm screwed. And sure enough, the <laughs> next day, um, you know, and I wasn't even able to really wake up and hold my baby at night because Ooh. my wife wouldn't let me. And because uh, you get the fungi. Yeah, the, I was at the funk. And, and, you know, my daughter still might get it. But, uh, you know. That I mean, yesterday was a wash yeah. um, because I was I literally came home. I, I had the chills. I had everything. I, I so you're still infectious and you're freaking standing. You're in my no, I house felt good right today. Now. That was good. Oh, shit. No, I had the chills yesterday. That's fine. Next show, I'm going to have it. If you have it, I mean, you'll know. I Next mean, show, if I have it, I get to break a bottle over your head. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Uh, like sugar glass. You know there are the uh, there are the rules. I did a little searching around in terms of in terms of when to train with sickness. What can you power through? What can you not? All right. So tell me what you think of the good rules. The old may are they wives' tales or not? Um, symptoms below the neck, such as a chest cold, bronchial infection, or body ache, require time off. While symptoms above the neck, such as a runny nose, stuffiness, sneezing, don't pose a risk to athletes during workouts. What do you think? Well, true. I mean, I've been on a lot of rides in my long, illustrious career where I have been able to... I, I actually feel it almost it accelerates the process. If I have it in my head, I can spit, I can hawk, I can litter the road with my DNA. The only problem I see... Correct me if I'm wrong. Is You're wrong. If it's in your head, sometimes you do run the risk of if you work out hard or too hard, you can run it into your chest. Yeah. Oh, that could be true. Because it's not true. last time I checked. But usually once it's into your chest, it's it's there. I mean, it starts head, you goes know. to chest. You know. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So if you go work out hard and it's just a head... Fine. I don't think you did yourself any harm. It's just like once it goes to your chest, you're kind of screwed. So then the second rule is, is if it is in your chest, they say consider the 72-hour rule. Oh, I like it. No heavy workouts for three days. What's a light workout? I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's maybe what you feel you're up for. But um, See, let's be honest. Swimming's great for that. We're involved. Ooh, that water's got to be gross. Your, drool, your stuff's coming out. Oh, I don't water. notice it. Oh, man. What do you think happens when the guy with all the cologne from the sauna jumps in the pool? That's why I don't swim. Yeah, I suppose it's good. I only dog paddle. Well, you're fucked. <laughs> Sorry, that's, I was <laughs> quoting the Princess Bride. I only dog paddle. I only dog paddle. That was my Andre the Giant. I only dog paddle. I thought it was like bad it, Scottish. It, there was a little bit of Schwarzenegger in there, though, wasn't yeah, it? Was, it was a little... I only dog paddle, California. Get in the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, done, I've done riding while sick. I, I have to admit, it all depends on uh, if it's kicking my ass enough mm. that I actually feel with the energy to go. I'm, I've gotten over the, the guilt element. No, I haven't gotten over the guilt. Element. Nobody but does. The holy crap. I, 
I desperately need to get out and train or my life's going to come to an end. So I, I guess I'm past that. Yeah, that's, oh God. You're such apparently, a visual guy. We got to start broadcasting this on TV. Apparently because... the elliptical was the best investment you have ever made. <laughs> In the studio, we have an elliptical trainer and the stationary bike. The stationary bike is it's looking good. It's been used. It's yeah. been used. The, the elliptical uh, not, did not pass the white glove test. Elliptical, not so much. Not so much. It's great for hanging clothes. It is good. Um, oh you, God. you want to get rid of it? No. Well, that's up to the. That's up to my wife. Those are cool. Yeah, she's that's a nice looking elliptical. It is nice. It's I just like those. I, I hope it works. Yeah, you never know. It's like buying a car and parking it. It's very similar to your Porsche and my Mercedes. Boy, that makes us sound rich, doesn't it? It really does until you see. Pat's Porsche and my Mercedes. By the way, it's a Porsche. It's a two-syllable word. Porsche? Yeah. Oh, so is that what you call a Porsche? Well, do people call you Hodge? Yes. <laughs> people call me all sorts of shit. Never mind then. <laughs> I've been called Hodgkinson, Hodgkinson, Hodgkinson. I mean, I. who cares? And the best part is, is like my grandfather got off the boat and picked a name. So like this isn't even my name. I mean, he this did. is just like some name. That we picked out of a book. So call me whatever you like. Bring it. Yeah. yeah. So guess what? Porsche. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> you know, you got me in the mood. We got to end We gotta end with my rant. It's my week to rant. Is it your week? It is my week to rant. Hit it. And so you ready? One, two, three, rant. All right. Here it goes. I, you know, this is something that is, has constantly been a topic on my mind on top of the junior racing and top of things like that. You know, uh, my, uh, my friend John over at, at Out There Magazine mentioned he, he, he'll go on his Twitter account and talk about moments where we've had a lot of cyclists versus, versus car moments. And we've had, some, we've had some deaths in cyclists versus runners and pedestrians. And so my rant is, uh, is, is dealing with that, that element. Okay? So... Here it goes. I script mine out. Mark just kind of, you know, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. There's been a lot of talk on this show, multiple blogs, legal documents, and courtroom dramas, even coffee shop chats about the ongoing battle posed on the roads between cyclists and cars. Apparently, somewhere between getting home from work and pulling on the chamois, a genetic alteration takes place, plunging the wearer into some altered state of consciousness that, depending on which side of the steering wheel you are on, is either a hippie, know-it-all, jackhole, or a brain-dead redneck preparing for his heart attack. Either way, when the bike is on the road, the battle begins. Car versus bike. You know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about car versus bicycle moments on the road that inevitably finish with a moment of silence or a roadside tribute of some sort. I'm tired of screaming the rules on the road that apparently have multiple meanings, again, depending on your stance and the altercation. I'm tired of flying 40 ounces. I'm tired of flying burgers, Marlboros, and the words that would make a sailor blush while we're out on the roadway. So here's my thought. Chances are, if you're listening to this show, you spend time on a bike in traffic with sponsors that paid to place their logo on your clothing in a prominent area to be seen. Heck, that isn't even the case. You, whether you like it or not, have a responsibility to represent all cyclists from the critical mass fixie with no brakes and a hoop earring 
to the elitist on a trek that costs more than most people make in six months. You are one of us, so don't screw it up. I want to get home from a ride in one piece. I want to see my family, and I want to tell them about how my legs cramped up a bit less than the last time. I want to go to my kids' games, races, or performances. I want to grow old as a cyclist. I don't want to be pancaked on a freaking roadway. So here's my thought. Taken from the book of Dalton, be nice. A car cuts you off, I want you to wave and smile. You're in a car and a fixie douchebag flips you the bird in an intersection because he couldn't stop, I want you to wave and smile. A pickup truck with a Confederate flag flying calls you something that actually has more syllables than the driver has likely to have used in an entire week, I want you to shrug your shoulders. You get hit in the head with a 40, grab the bottle and pour some out for your homies. All right? I want peace. Getting mad back will simply continue to perpetuate the behavior. Getting hit by a car will simply hurt or God's sakes kill you. Develop a sixth sense, folks. Know that that car is likely either he can't see you or he doesn't care. Know that the cyclist may be sporting headphones, which is a stupid freaking idea. Or have a brain caked with bong resin or EPO. You never know. If you're in a car, you got the cyclist to worry about. If you're, in a, if you're on your bike, the driver might be the same way. Adjust your thinking, take a breath, and get home to tell another tale. That's my rant. Well said. Thank you. In the Pack Filler Studios, I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. We will catch you next time, boys and girls. 